Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I just want to share with you, saying you are not just a showpiece. You are not just a showpiece. You know, we all know what is a showpiece. We all know what is a showcase. There are a couple of objects that we keep in the showcase. You know, those objects are not allowed, uh, you know, to be used in our day-to-day life. You know, most of the time, children, they want what is kept in their showcase. And as parents, we don't want to, you know, open the showcase and then take those showpieces and give it to our children. Because we are keeping them, we are preserving them, because knowing that, you know, it's very good, it's very good-looking. When people look at those showpieces, they really appreciate. You know, some of them are very artistic. They appreciate the artist behind those showpieces. So showpieces are really a piece that attracts everyone. And this morning we are saying that you are not just a showpiece. That simply means, tells us this morning, that God has not really created us to keep us in in this showcase so that we can just be an attractive piece sitting over there. We are not that. But instead, God has created each and every one of us to be used. You know, we are in use. As we live the life on this earth, we are being used every day. And this morning, I just want to, you know, turn your attention to know that we are not just a showpiece. Instead, we are an object or a creation of God used every day. Just want to, you know, take you through the rational behind this sermon. I just want to, you know, put those thoughts that came in my mind as I was just getting ready for the sermon. You know, life on this earth is not easy at times. Life is not a, just a cushion of comfort. In the morning, we, when we get up from the bed, we feel like, you know, lying down in the bed for a few more minutes, especially on Sunday. Right? The other days, we get up and rush to the work. But when you get up in the morning on Sunday, we just want to rush because we want to, you know, just want to start the day in a very relaxed manner. Life is not always just a cushion of comfort. Or another way we say that life is not a bed of roses. It has a lot of thorns in between. Life is full of challenging. Life is filled with challenges. Life at times is challenging. Life at times becomes very tough to handle. You know, at times when we get into a difficult moment, we think that we can come, up, come over it very easily, but it is not so. You know, if I ask you, <coughs> I'm sure each one of you, have different experience that you are going through. You know, for example, Brother Ryan, Sister Mercy, you know, they were trying to do some amount of renovation in their house in the South Street. They started the work, but the work is not that easy. Brother Chella has started finding a job. It's not that easy. You know, Sister Debbie is working on, you know, and I, I don't want to go on and on. So <laughs> I will just stop here. Right? So it's, life is not that easy at times. It becomes very challenging. And this morning we are talking about, we are just looking into the showcase to see some of the beautiful objects they are sitting here. You don't even see fingerprints in those objects because they are never used. They are never taken out of it. But you know what? I'm just talking about the rational behind this sermon, not the real sermon. You know, at times the adversities that we face, the challenges we face, when we come out of it, we turn back and see, oh, we went through this trouble, but they did not harm us. We thought that, you know, they would have put us down totally, but then we came out of it. 
we are still alive we are still happy we are still able to continue but then we later we realize those challenges were in our lives not to destroy us but to make us but to make us but it is true so true that we gone through certain amount of damage you know think about somebody who has gone through a you know, terrible sickness in his life or her life after the sickness he or she came out of it but she is still weak she is still hurtful still you know troublesome still it is painful in her body his body still we carry the mark of it still we carry the damages the life is casting causing upon our lives at times you know we need maintenance like a car as we drive the car we take the car for maintenance you know even our lives we need we need couple of maintenance schedule so that's why we go and see doctors that's why we take appointments and you know visit the health professionals you know because we need maintenance we come and sit in the presence of god because we need to be repaired we need to be maintained our lives need to be maintained we all require maintenance and eventually we understand all this hardship all this trouble they will get us ready for the future you know when we will go through one trouble and when we come out of it we learn couple of things and the next time we are very careful not to make that same mistake our next time we are very careful to overcome those challenges in our lives you know these are the couple of things that were running in my mind and i just put them together and that's the result that the, you know, the result of it is this message we are all made for a purpose you know that day joy was telling me you know why don't you just talk soft on sunday morning yesterday night when we were in the group small group you were doing it very well you were talking very softly and it went very well everybody was attentive and why don't you do the same thing on sunday morning why don't you talk soft i said no it doesn't work it doesn't work for various reasons probably you can guess so we are made for a purpose we are made for a purpose i just want to read a scripture from ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 scripture says as we see in the screen for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them you know scripture says we are god's workmanship you know today we see an object and we appreciate that object just because somebody has created it somebody has carved it in such a way that is very attractive and scripture says you and i are workmanship of god you know god is an it's a, it's, it's a it's a craftsman and with all his skills that he has he created us and today we are created for good works god prepared us and he wants us to walk in that way of god scripture also says we are skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth we are skillfully wrought you know god made us you know the way a potter makes the pot he takes the clay clay and he beats the clay so we were beaten out or we were shaped in the lowest part of the earth and god brought us into this world when every baby a newborn baby comes into existence we realize the work of god how skillful god is how finite his creation is you know how talented our god is to make such a wonderful creation on this earth 
At times we don't pay attention. But when we think, really think about it as Psalmist says in 139.15, we are skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. So I understand somewhere God has his workshop and that's where God creates all the creation that are coming into this world. And God brings them out and today we enjoy the creation of God. You know, we see a lot of, you know, small babies of human and animals and, you know, various other things. As we see, we don't know who teaches them to do all these things, how they pick up all these abilities, the skills. It's all creation of God. And God says we are made with a purpose. God created us as a, his handiwork, his art, his masterpiece. And now this morning we are saying we are not just a showpiece. We are the one who is being used. We are the one who is in use. We are not just kept in the showpiece, in the showcase. We are used. You know, I just want to you know, bring some comparison this morning. The best comparison is think about the vessels. Even word of God talks about the vessels that we have, the cookware that we have at home. You know, some of those vessels are golden vessels, copper vessels, silver vessels. Some of those vessels are clay vessels. You know, some of those vessels are used every day. If you look into those vessels which are in use every day, you know, probably, probably you're not going to like that. You know, that's the reason, you know, we want to throw those vessels and buy new vessels. Some of those vessels are kept in the showcase. Now, I just want to read a scripture from 2 Timothy. We'll talk about uh, vessels, two different kinds of vessels, as scripture says. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. Listen to this. Scripture says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Vessels of gold, vessels of silver, vessels of wood, and vessels of clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. You know, scripture says there are many kinds of vessels in a house. Not all the vessels are used every day. Some of the vessels were bought and kept there in the cupboard and it, they are totally forgotten that there is a vessel. They are not at all used. But on the other hand, there are a couple of other vessels. They are used every day. Vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Vessels made with you know, different material. You know, today God has created each one of us as vessels. When we say vessels, we are being used. We are useful for God and for others. Now, I just want to put some pictures of a couple of vessels here. We see a vessel of honor. This vessel of honor is made out of gold. I don't think, you know, this vessel is used every day. Even though it's a very expensive, costly vessel, but it is not really useful for anybody. I want to show you another vessel this morning. This is another vessel. This vessel is in use every day. Every day you, you take this vessel and use it and wash it and keep it back. When you start doing it, you know, for months together and you know, that's what we will end up with. Vessels of honor, we say, depends on, you know, which one is a vessel of honor. One is expensive vessel, one is not that expensive. One is not used, but another vessel is used. 
And this morning we are talking about we are not just a showpiece sitting as a golden vessel somewhere but instead we are used we are in use just want to give you a little more you know some more comparison some more example before we talk about it in detail when i walk into a home you know i see a couple of things in the home in the houses you know when we walk into some of those houses we see you know scratch marks on the wall and we realize probably there are a couple of children there in this house and this is a kind of you know artwork that they make right we see these kind of drawings in the houses it's good that tells me that the house is used in use right sometimes you know it happens but you don't want that to happen probably when you are eating you know spaghetti or something like that you know it falls on the floor and it's a fresh new carpet and the carpet gets damaged and the stains they don't really go away how much ever you try to clean it but that tells me that the house is a living house there are people living in that house they are using that house at times we wonder you know when we try to take shower but then we are you know so frustrated because it's not draining the shower is not draining we try various different things and finally we call a plumber or somebody else and when they come and then do the repair this is, this is what they find from the drainage a collection of hair and this tells me that the house is very much in use the house is very much in use suddenly we walk into the kitchen of one house and this is what probably you see in the kitchen sink dishes not cleaned for a week and it is hard to even enter into that kitchen but that tells me there are people living in that house and they are so busy and they don't probably have time to clean their dishes and we send your son to to the washroom thinking that he is in the washroom sitting comfortably and finally when you you know try to you know it's a great struggle to get him out of the washroom and when you enter into the washroom probably this is what you see on the wall so it already happened you know the see the kind of damages when we live in the house the kind of damages that is happening to a house it is good in a way because it tells me that there are people living in that house there are people living in that house that house is being used every day every day it's a good sign it is a good sign probably we need a little bit of discipline here and there that, that's fine but then the house is alive and the house is the house is living the home is living rather you know when i walk across the street and i come across such houses often people call those houses probably a haunted house never nobody never lived in those houses and some of those houses are you know made built new and for some reason people are not going into those houses and those houses are now kind kind of you know just getting ripped off by itself and they are falling apart these houses are you know kind of useless houses that we see on the screen haunted house maybe or maybe the house just is just just falling apart by itself because nobody is living in these houses no one never lived in these houses useless houses this morning we are talking about being used by our creator and being kept in the showcase and we are for sure this morning we know that we are used 
we are in use. The question that this morning I want to ask you, are you in use? Are you in use? You know, this morning we want to be glad that we are in use when we live on this earth. We are every used every day. We are used in the church. We are used in the work. We are used in our house. We are living the life that God has given to us on this earth. You know, when we are not being used, when we are not really useful, the life that we live on this earth becomes so boring. We are not useful for ourselves. We are not useful for somebody else. We are not useful for God. You know, God feels sorry at times for creating such people. But thank God that we are used. And this morning, I just want to, you know, quickly take you into this cycle. This cycle has a usage. We are being used. That usage is causing certain amount of damage to our lives. And then we take our lives through maintenance. And we are ready for the future. And this cycle repeats day in and day out in our lives. The usage causes damage and the damage requires repair or maintenance and maintenance gets into get us ready for the future you know i just want you to think this morning that's what is happening in our lives that's what is happening in our lives you know at times we are fed up with the work we want to just get away from the work for a week we take week vacation and we just you know renew our strength we are get we are ready back to work just get ready to go for another couple of months. Maintenance is required for all of us. Rest is required for all of us. You know, we need to relax in the life that God has given us. These are a couple of things that are required for all of us. Just want to take you through quickly for each one of these aspects of life this morning with the word of God, in the light of the word of God. Usage, being used. You know, this morning I just want to you know, tell you and appreciate you that do, have you ever thought that you know, being a father, being a mother, being a student, being a healthcare professional, being an employer in the company, you know, being a you know, uh, you know, believer of God. Scripture even calls us, we are strangers and pilgrims on this earth. You know, God has called us and given us various responsibilities. You know, sometimes we, have, we handle many different responsibilities. When we go to work, we need to put a different face. When we come back to house, we need to remove that mask and put another mask. You know, how many masks that you need to change every day? When you think about it, you will realize that you are in use. You are being used every day in and out. You know, at times this usage stretches our lives beyond the limit. You know, at times we get dirtied. You know, when, when we come into a discussion with, uh, in the workplace. <clears throat> you know, most of the time we end up in, you know, arguing or discussing with a co-employer. And eventually the boss interferes. And how many times we get dirtied? You know, we get painted with a bad picture, bad image. Probably the, all the discussion came into existence because we did not do our work properly. You know, we get dirtied. We get stressed out. We get tossed here and there. But you know, all these things tell us that we are in use. Now, how many times we get frustrated our, with, with our children? How many times we get frustrated with our parents? They all remind us that you, my, my son, my daughter, scripture says, Father God tells us that you are in use. 
there is a purpose for which i made you on this earth and this is the purpose i want you to fulfill that purpose for which i made you you know challenges really tells us that we are living our life on this earth you know this morning at times you know we get frustrated because things are not happening in our lives but that's not true that's not true you know challenges and you know and difficulties are part of our life they tell us really that we are used in and out every day now there is a beautiful scripture jesus spoke in john chapter 16 verse 33 john 16 33 scripture says in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world you know in this world we will have tribulation why scripture says so just because god wants us to live our life on this earth god wants us to be used as we are being used today and god wants us to be responsible for what we are responsible today and that causes tribulation that causes you know challenges that causes troubles and temptations as we live on this earth but jesus is telling us be of good cheer i will give you grace i will give you strength first of all being used and then we saw the being used is going to cause damages what kind of damages that causes you know as we become weary and tired sometimes we go through sickness as i said when we come out of sicknesses in our lives we find that certain aspects of our life is no more working no more functioning maybe part of our body you know maybe the things that we used to do but we are not able to do now because we have gone through it because we are living our life we have gone through it and the challenge that we face cause a damage in our lives i want to talk about couple of damages that are caused to life on this earth damage in the relationship the damage in the relationship comes because two people they live try to live together damage in relationship damage in finance you know financial aspects we are so poor we are so down because we were living we were spending health conditions deteriorating social status and spiritual life you know various aspects of our life get damaged you know that's the reason jesus said looking at us in matthew 11:28 jesus said come to me all you who are weary and burdened now i was really wondering why jesus spoke these scriptures he knew very well we are called not to be kept as a masterpiece he knew very well we are called to be used we are called to be used you know today the responsibility that god has given to us you know on the other day i was just you know praying with a woman precious woman you know she has no preference or no opportunity privilege of living with the husband for some reason she ended up in living all alone for a long time and i prayed with prayed with her and then this is what i said to her probably who knows god has kept you in this situation in this status just maybe only because your parents are in need of your help and all that she does is she sits at home and takes care of her parents and i saw her eyes were watering tears coming down in her eyes when i said this to her 
probably God made you just for this. Because if your parents are not taking, you are ta- not taken care, you know, your life will be in a very bad situation. Today, you are asked to do this and do it with full of your heart. Do it with full satisfaction. Do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your future. Just do it. <coughs> you know, when you think about the responsibilities that God has given to us today, at times we become weary and burdened. But Jesus is telling us, my child, do not become weary. Whenever you feel weary, whenever you feel the life is causing damage to you, I just want you to come and sit at me. Sit at my feet. That's where you are repaired. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, Jesus also spoke this. When he saw the multitudes, scripture says in Matthew 9, 36, when he saw the great multitudes, he, moved, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep with no shepherd. You know, Jesus could understand what people are going through on this earth. At times we become weary. At times we cry out to God for help. And Jesus knows that, what we are going through. And he is very well aware of the kind of damages this life is causing to you and me. You know, the life is so painful on this earth. The life is so challenging, so, you know, bothersome at times. The damages, kind of damages the life is causing today to people. You know, so they are so deep in their hearts. Life is not that easy. But God is telling you, I made you to live. I made you to live on this earth. Usage causes damage. The damages request require maintenance. You know, these damages need to be fixed often. Otherwise, the life will come to a tragic end. Think about a person, an individual, who is tossed in many different directions. You know, who is bothered so much because of his, his relationship is broken. He's financially, he's bankrupt. He doesn't have a proper job, proper employment. You know, if he is not repaired, he's not repairing those things just on time. Eventually, he will decide to leave, get out of this life. He will decide to end this life. Why? Because the life was not maintained properly. An engine that is running day in and day out continuously, at some point of time, that engine needs to be repaired and maintained. The damages the life is causing to you and me need to be taken care, need to be repaired very well. There are many ways to repair those damages, but this morning I just want to leave leave you with one. Church is the workshop where the damages are fixed. Church is the workshop where the damages of lives are fixed. There are a couple of ways these damages are fixed. Because that's the reason Jesus said, when you are weary and tired, when you are weary and heavy laden, Jesus did not ask us to go to a doctor. Jesus did not ask us to go to a financial counselor. Jesus did not ask us to go to a marriage counselor. But instead Jesus said, come to me. Come to me. You know, when we come to him, this is what we get. Number one, the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit. I just want to say a few words about the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, presence of the Holy Spirit can bring, can transform lives. 
You know, when I turned back my past, <laughs> you know, at some point of time, I was really walking away from God into the wicked things of this world. Only one thing that touched me was the presence of the Holy Spirit. There was a crusade that was happening in India. And I was taken by my, one of our friends to that place. Not really to listen to the word of God, but to just find out what is really happening, what is really going on there. Because the, the, the government was, you know, ejecting the preacher out of the nation. But I wanted to see what is going on there. I went there and stood among the multitudes there. I did not remember what he said. But one thing, only one thing that I remember was the presence of the Holy Spirit. That presence of the Holy Spirit took me at that point of time from my life and took me, took me back 10 years backward. And where I was, the presence of God put me there. And I could restart my life in God, in Christ. From that point onwards, the presence of the Holy Spirit. When we are tossed, when we become weary in our lives, when we come running to the church, to the presence of God, the very presence of the Holy Spirit is capable of maintaining your life, giving you strength, the new courage. I'm sure all of you would have experienced that. Number two, the word of God. The word of God gives you wisdom. The word of God gives you guidance. The word of God gives you discernment to do what to do and not to do what not to do. Number two is the word of God. And this morning, I just want you encouraged as we continue to say, read the word and meditate the word. Because that's where we find wisdom. That's where we find wisdom. If you need to do something in your life, you find wisdom. Plenty of wisdom in the word of God. Number three, counseling. There is plenty of counseling in the presence of God. The spirit of God, the word of God, and the message, and the testimonies, and when somebody prays for you, and somebody shares their experience, there is so much of wisdom and counseling in the presence of God. That's the reason we come running to the presence of God. Psalm 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He heals their brokenhearted, emotional healing. He binds up their wounds, their physical healing take place in the presence of God, in the temple of God. Number four, number five, waiting on God. You know, when we wait on God, scripture says, those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. You know, when we go through difficulties, we realize that we need a time of rest. When we sit at the presence of God, wait upon the Lord. You know, some of us may be waiting for a long time. And God is telling us this morning, you need that face. Because that waiting is going to launch us into the future. Future is not in our hands. But as you wait upon the Lord, according to the scripture, you will renew your strength. And you will mount up with wings like eagle. And you will run, but you will not become weary. And you will walk, you will not become faint, you will not faint. You know, word of God encourages us to wait upon the Lord. You know, as we wait upon the Lord patiently, we'll see we are equipped and strength to go into the future. So this morning we are talking about our life in use, not as a showpiece. We are being used and usage causes damage and damage requires fixing our maintenance. And once we are fixed, we are ready to be launched into the future. 
So usage really prepares us for the future. This morning I just want you to strike a few comparisons before we close. When we gain strength, we are ready to run. You know, at times when we go through difficulties in our lives, we don't know why we are going through it, but when we go through the difficulties, you know how to face the future, how to handle the future. You know, now it's the Olympic season. Hope you are all watching Olympics. Better do it. CBC has live stream on all Olympics games. Just watch them. They're really good, awesome. Wanted to you know, read one scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. Scripture says, Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Unless you are competent, you cannot really go to Olympics. You know, I just keep watching these young boys and girls, you know, performing in the Olympics game. And when we look at them, when we look at their physique, we suddenly realize they have gone through so much in their lives. So many hours of training and disciplining their lives. And eventually, they are appearing in front of Olympics, in, in, in front of people there. And that's the easy part of it. Right? So, you know, performing that, it becomes the easy part of it for them. But then, they go through a tedious process of preparation. Here, Paul writes, knowing that, everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. We are talking about God using us and equipping us for the future. If you would not have learned certain things in your life when we are young, our future is not going to be blessed. Because we will never learn and we will never apply because we have never learned in the first place and we don't apply the kind of damage that is going to cost you to your life is tremendous. Irreparable damages are caused to the lives because they fail to learn certain things when they are in. Exactly the same as what is happening to the athletes. Today morning, word of God is telling us what we go through on this life is a training ground. As God is preparing us for the life that we are going to have in the future, your life and your children's life, and we all compete, compete for the crown that fades away. But you and I, the believers who believe, trust in the word of God, who are strangers and pilgrims on this earth, you are getting trained on this life that God has given to you on this earth, because you are competing in the life that God has given. You are running on your track because you know for sure that there is a crown. And that will last forever. You know, what an amazing God we serve. What a way God prepares our lives when we live on this earth. In the meantime, as we live our lives on this earth, finally, this is what God wants us to do. God wants us to do what we are doing until God opens another door. You know, when I speak to you know, some of you, those who are starting their career, those who are you know, trying to work, get a better job, most of the time, you know, you are frustrated with the current job that what you have. 
and you are looking for a better opportunity. I want to quit this job and I want to get another job. I want to leave this province and I go to another province. You know, that's, that's where probably I will get blessing. On the other day, someone was t- telling me that she wants to go to Yukon. Right? So I had a couple of questions to clarify. And next day, by God's grace, she changed her mind. And she's not going now anyway. Right? Nobody here. Don't look at uh, people, others. Nobody here. Right? Now, we are not most of the time happy with what God has given in our hands. And this morning, God is asking us to continue to do what we are doing until God opens another door. Until God opens another door. God wants us to do it without complaint. God wants to do it without murmur. God wants to do this with thanksgiving. Children of Israel, walking out of Egypt. They were living 400 years in hardship. They need to carry the heavy loads on their back. Otherwise they were beaten. Their lives were destroyed. And Moses and Aaron, they brought them out of Egypt. They were walking in the wilderness. They were not happy. You know, that's what, that's how we are made. God is telling us, I have given you, I have made you for a purpose. And that's the purpose that is getting fulfilled in your life as we are here right now. And God is telling us to continue without complaint until he opens another door. We want to know that we are used by our master. Not only in church, not only in ministry, at home, in our workplaces. We are used by our master. Every time we, when we serve somebody, just do this with the full of your heart, knowing that God has called you to do. God has not called us only to do the ministry. God has called us to work, to be faithful to our employer. God has called us to be trustworthy, to become a trustworthy employer. When you say something, your boss believes it. There is no question. There is no doubt. Just make that life clean in front of the employer. That's the call of God upon our lives. As we go through it, God wants us to get ready for tomorrow. You know, tomorrow holds much more blessings than what we have today. You know, as we go, as we grow in the Lord, God opens many doors for us. No doubt about it. If you are faithful to God, if you are faithful to God, God opens many good doors for us. He did that in my life. 22 years of my career, God did that I have seen. I have seen with my own eyes, God lifting me up for no reason, for no reason. Be faithful. Be faithful. Friend of God, I had never had to alter my resume. Wherever I did not have experience, no, I don't have experience. Wherever I had, I had. Be faithful. You'll see the call of, you'll see the hand of God. It is a call of God in our lives to stand strong on our decisions. We have a better tomorrow. In the meantime, God is asking us. God is telling us the difficulties cannot really discourage us. Difficulties cannot put us down. Difficulties are there to make us and get ready for tomorrow. Failures are the stepping stones for tomorrow's success. And in the meantime, God is telling us to run this race with endurance. Just want to close by reading this precious scriptures from Hebrews chapter 12. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Very familiar scripture. 
Scripture is telling us in the meantime, until God lifts you, you are waiting because you are going through a certain amount of maintenance. You are gaining strength because you, are, you need strength to face tomorrow. But God is telling you in the meantime, Hebrews 1, 12, 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Paul is asking, the, sorry, the writer of Hebrews asking us to run with endurance. Run with stamina. Look at the, you know, the runners in the Olympics. You know, they are not just, you know, they are, they are not just, you know, lazy. They are not just slackers. They are just there with full strength and stamina. And God is asking us to run the race with endurance. With patience and with stamina and strength. With foresight. God is asking us to run this race with endurance. This morning, if you are given up already in your life. Morning, Jesus is telling you this morning as you listen to the word. God is telling you. My son, my daughter, you are just doing exactly what I want you to do. You know, God doesn't keep us. God doesn't allow us to do something which is not of his will. And God doesn't allow us to do that for years together. God is keeping us at the center of his will. And there God is expecting us to be faithful. And there God is expecting us to draw strength. There God expects us to gain experience so that we are equipped to face tomorrow. Until God opens another door. Run with endurance. This morning I believe it's a challenge to you and me. As we live our life on this earth. Usage causes damage. Damage needs to be fixed. And once the damage is fixed. We are ready to run miles together. Shall we try to apply these scriptures. These thoughts. Into our own lives. And we will see the strength of God. We will see the purpose of God concerning our lives. We will see the way God is leading us on this earth. This morning, can we close our eyes? As the Lord is speaking to us. No doubt that you are doing what God wants you to do at this point of time in your life. Do not doubt. No doubt that you are doing what God wants you to do in your life at this point of time. God has called you to go through what you are going through for a reason. Because when he wrought you in the lowest part of the earth, he had a purpose in you. And you will see that purpose coming to fulfillment when you run this race with endurance. And this God, morning God is telling you, you set your values and never violate. Nobody will know, nobody will question, but you set your rules and live up to that. That's the reason scripture says, you shall know the truth and that only, only the truth shall set you free. And this morning God is speaking to you. Just want you to respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit.
in the most of it all, know that you are doing exactly God wants you to do. Keep doing it until God opens another door. It is for sure that there is a door kept open for you. If you are faithful to God, if you are running with endurance, you will run through that door and you will see the blessing of God. Until that point of time, wait on Him. Just listen to what He says. Give show obedience. Have an open mind, open heart to receive what God is trying to teach you. And that will launch you into the blessed future. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful morning. Thank you for these, these little simple thoughts. Father, I ask you that you may speak to us, Lord. You may continue to, Lord God, echo this voice in our minds and hearts. So that, Father, we will just do what you want us to do on this earth. Thank you, Lord, that we are in use. We are in use. We are not kept in the showcase. We are in use. Father, this morning, continue to lead us and guide us. Send us with your peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.